This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, hello, one and all. Welcome to another uh, broadcast of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmorris. Um, I am joined by two henchmen, two heavies. <laughs> Everyone needs them. You need to be flanked to the left and the right. I am flanked by a right pair of flankers. Uh, the first one here is Joe Rimmer to my left. How are you, Joe? <laughs> I'm good, Neil. How are you? I'm all right, man. You know, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'll just explain because you obviously you're listening to it on podcast, so you can't see. Joe's wearing lovely little sailor suit. Uh, <laughs> shorts, white socks pulled right yeah. up to his knee. Pair of black shoes with a buckle little on. Round, little hat, and his lovely golden trestled hair yeah. tumbling down his, his rosy cheeks, and eating a big lollipop. Look, yep. You look yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Paul Gorst is to my right side. Paul, hello, Neil. Paul's in a, a, a gold lame sequined uh, boob tube and, and really tight jeggings. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, not really, I'm not really. She looked like a tranny hooker. <laughs> um, welcome, lads. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm um, I'm thankful that I'm, I'm. You're back in, kid. Yeah, getting off the the Ian Doyle um, <laughs> podcast and getting in with Neil Fitzmaurice. It's, well, why not? It's, it's, it's a great it's, upgrade. Yeah. It's 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 what we call in the business a step up, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's a few step ups. It's a few step ups, yeah. quite frankly. It's, well, it's good to have you here again. It's good to have you here again. So Thank soon you. after your last after your debut. Yeah, it was a few months back, wasn't yeah, it? it was, yeah, Dan Kay. Yeah, he did well. He did well. Uh, let's talk about first and foremost, obviously, as we always do, all things Liverpool, and uh, a big welcome to all you who uh, who download it and listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. Without you would be three weird blokes sitting in the room talking, <laughs> which never happens. Um, the 4-3, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? A lot of Liverpool fans, are, uh, I've got this thing now where we're sort of waiting for the game that's going to trip us up. It's horrible to think, isn't it? But because we're in this situation and and it's almost unbelievable that we're still, we're still. I mean, I, I was I was in a shop the other day and this Evertonian was on the tills and he went, you're still hanging on in there? I said, but we're not, you, we're not hanging on in there. We're top of the league. Yeah. You're hanging on in there if, you, if you're closing on to seconds. We're, we're not hanging on in there. But it, there is that feeling, isn't there, with a lot of Reds, I think, that which one's going to be the bullet with our name on, which one's going to be the one that trip us up. But very nearly was uh, was the last game against Palace, Paul. It was, and uh, I was here, uh, I think it was with you, wasn't I? Saturday yeah. we were in here doing the game, and at half-time I was actually worried. I thought, <clears throat> this this is the one. Um, Palace have, have done it to Liverpool before. They were the last team to win at Anfield in the league, and I, I was quite worried. Um, and then the second half, it was just chaos, wasn't it? Um, Salah, Salah popping up with his, you know, just vital contribution that he, he seems to make every week yeah. at the moment and just a bit of a crazy game um, but you're going to get them now and again you don't want them every week they're entertaining when they happen um, but I'd much prefer Liverpool to be get through games 1-0 like they were against Brighton uh, a week earlier um, but yeah it's. It, uh, I mean Palace was a potential banana skin because they do play well against the big teams yeah. they sit in and they've got and loads, they counter really quickly yeah, as well they've got loads of pace and they've got Zaha and Townsend um, I actually think if they had a decent striker and a bit more of a progressive manager, they could be pushing for for, uh, for European places. But um, once once the full time whistle went, it was a huge banana skin sidestep um, yeah. and one game down. Do you think there was a, an element of, of of losing concentration as well, Joe? Because it was a, it was a sloppy performance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I think I think that there's going to be an element of nerves, isn't there? And going the goal down and. You, know, you, you expected Palace to sit in, make it difficult, and they did do that. Um, like Paul says, that, that they're sort of they're a weird team because they're not set up to play very well against the sides mm. around them. But for the big sides, they're they're the perfect team, aren't they? They're, they're defensively quite solid, and then they've got pace on the break. So they're a tough team to play. But what's encouraging is Liverpool keep finding a way, and um, it's good that they've not made a habit of these like four three or mad mad results yeah. like that. But on this occasion, they they found a way and. There was an element of luck, but 
you know, you've got I to can't, have that look. Yeah, I can't, and I can't stand people who sort of. I was listening to another podcast and they were like, oh, Liverpool were very lucky. There's a reason why they're lucky, and that's because they're quite a good team. And there's a reason why United were always lucky when they, under yeah. Alex Ferguson. There's a reason why Chelsea were lucky under Mourinho. It's because they just keep pushing and pushing and piling on the pressure and. You get breaks, don't you? And well, we've discussed that, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, look, in the, for instance, in the derby, you've yeah. got to be up at, up that end of the pitch, fighting in the last dying seconds yeah, of a exactly. game to have that opportunity in the first place. Uh, I, I, it, it was kind of a little bit sloppy. You do feel like there is, there, there does feel like there could be a bit of nerves going on. I mean, to, I mean, to concede three, um, a couple of them, I thought the keeper was quite slow to react to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think um, uh, the headed goal there was it this did equalise, wasn't it? Definitely a foul on um, on 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 Van Dijk there. Virgil was getting clearly held down there for me, but it still seemed quite slow to get down to react the keeper, didn't he? To that, yeah, he did actually. Um, but when when I first seen it, I, I, I thought that. But you, you kind of see it on. There's another angle um, on the replay, and it's it's actually a great header. He just kind of nestles it right in the corner, mm. and Allison had no chance with it. But it was strange seeing Liverpool concede three at home, wasn't it? Um, that's probably like a third of the goals they've conceded all season um, but Liverpool at the moment they can't, when they go into games you don't have a feeling that, that they're ever going to lose they just look like a team built yeah. from front to back with top players and um, it's just it's, it's, it's an incredible time to be watching them um, every week they just sit they four points clear of City as you mentioned there about the Everton fans saying that, you know he's hanging on there they pull hands. They're comfortably ahead. Um, even you know they could lose next week and City could win and it'd still be top. Yeah. Um, going into February and it's it's a it's a special time I think to to, to watch Liverpool. It really is, and yeah. also as well I think if you're going to get away with a four three like that, it's good to do that because now the concentration levels for Leicester, uh, uh, which is another home game, which yeah. is great, exactly what you want after a game like that. The concentration levels are surely going to be a, a lot tighter now, aren't they? Definitely. I, th- I think as well. Don't forget. They look shattered, and I think yeah. they were shattered. They've come through a really busy period over Christmas and the New Year. They've had a lot of injuries, and um, they've got through a tricky game now, and then they've got a way to Dubai this week and, and sort of reset, relaxed, and, and hopefully they'll come into the Leicester game, like you said, um, with much better concentration levels. Weirdly, Leicester are a similar team, aren't they, to Palace in the mm. sense that they're absolutely crap against anyone around them, yeah, but then... They seem to pull it out, seem yeah. To pull, they beat City, didn't they? They beat Chelsea, so they'll be a tricky game, but... Um, I'm quite confident going into it. Like like Paul said. You don't really get a result at Anfield, though, do you? I remember no, even not. the season when they won the league, we were one of the few teams to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, ben yeah. Secchi yeah. scored, didn't he? And we beat them 1-0. We missed that absolute sitting in yeah. the last few yeah. seconds, remember that? Yeah. It was amazing, that. Yeah. But like Paul was saying, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I think I've said before on this pod, like 30 years old, last time they won it was in, in 1990, and I was one and a half, so don't, don't remember that. So it's hard to get your head around what you have to do to win a title. And... Um, you know, well, this is different. Like, yeah. yeah, it feels different. It feels different, and the teams, the size, uh, the seasons when they went close, like you say, you were always waiting for them to slip up, and you always, had, had, even if it was just away at like a mid-table team, I'd be thinking, oh, they're going to lose here today. But now, I have confidence almost every game, and hope that uh, that doesn't come back to bite. But it does feel different. Even when the Townsend goal went in, I was just about to tweet. I still fancy us in this game, no, no problem. But you, of course, you'd always run the risk then because yeah. that tweet's up there for years to come. <laughs> yeah. if you did get beat. One thing that one thing that I've started saying and believing, truly believing over the last well, a couple of seasons really, is that Klopp. I think more than any other manager I know gets a second half display. Whatever he says, whatever he does. 
if we're one nil down or if it's if it, I always feel confident now that he's going to say something and we get a second half that's 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 a team that's more switched on. I mean, we we clearly were it went a bit bazonkers towards the end, but we were a different proposition in the second half. Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that. Two one up after seven minutes, after well, yeah. one all yeah. after fifty odd seconds, yeah. and then. Well, James Pearce wrote in, in our match blog on the Saturday. He said whatever Klopp said at half time, it's clearly worked. So there's, there's definitely something in that, and you can imagine Klopp kind of coming into his own when when he needs to rouse the troops. That's one yeah. of his outstanding qualities yeah. as, a, as a manager. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to, to to look at that actually and see what the the, the stats stats and the facts are behind it because I think there's probably something in there. Yeah. We've definitely had a lot of really good second half performances, and you've got to put that down to what's being said to them in the dressing rooms, Joel. Definitely, like Paul said, he's he's that sort of manager, Klopp, isn't he? You can imagine, you know, being a goal down the dressing room. He just strikes me as the type of person who find the exact sort of words that he needs to most, and they come out like a house on fire. And then, and as I said before, you know, all right. Element of luck in that first that equaliser, another then, another pinpoint accurate yeah, cross by Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> but but then at the same time, Palace are pinned back on the yeah. edge of their own box. Liverpool had, had an attack; it been cleared out. They have another one; it cleared out again. Then they have another one, and, and they get yeah, they get a bit of luck. But what? that's what happens when teams are pinned back; they're going to make mistakes. I, I couldn't believe the the, the, the post match interview that uh, Roy Hodgson gave because it was it was what was he talking about? That you know, we were we were in that game all the way through, and this, that, the other, and that. seventy eight percent possession, Liverpool, and you have got Fagan going on, going, well, you know, I thought he was a good guy, we, we shouldn't have had that goal. Jesus H. I mean, the first goal was 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 a Townsend penalty that we didn't get, yeah. and he was flapping about uh, about Robin, Andy Robinson touching the ball there before we scored the fourth. But it's funny how managers forget things, isn't it? They they, they they say like he didn't mention anything yeah, about the fair, the handball, the handball, but then oh, we, we're unhappy with the last one. Just, oh, oh, yeah, give it up, give absolutely. It just, yeah, go and get a gold watch off the Eiffel Dodger. You should <laughs> uh, But it is, as I say, it is good to come through those games like that. I mean, I, you, you're right in what you said about them looking fatigued. And boy, I mean, Klopp said afterwards, and I think it was a little bit of a dig at the naysayers over the FA Cup, wasn't it? Because he sort of said, well, imagine if we had a, Cab- a Carabao Cup and an FA yeah. Cup to play in between the 10 days off we've got. And you, so, you hold your hands up and you go, you know what? Absolutely right, mate, quite frankly, because they are going away now. We are hopefully now going to be coming back to the to the Leicester game with a, with a, with a team in, in top physical fitness because they'll have had that 10-day rest. Yeah, a full compliment. Hopefully, um, Joe Gomez might be a little bit too soon for him, but you hear that Fabinho's got the all-clear and, and one or two other, you know, obviously Trent. Trent to be close, won't he? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's something Klopp's, Klopp's done for, well, since he's come into the pool, he's, he's took them away to Tenerife and Lamanga and Dubai and... It'd be nice to get a little little jolly, mustn't it? Um, but it's um, it, it's key to what he he's obviously big on the team spirit, and you can see it right throughout Liverpool squad, all the, the friendships and whatever. And, and key to that is these, these little trips abroad, and he uh, he does it whenever he can. And, and I don't blame him really because how congested the fixture list is. He's not used to it being in Germany for so long where there's a winter break. Yeah. So as soon as he can whisk them away for a few days just to recharge the batteries a bit, you know. Great. Well, he talks a lot, doesn't he, Klopp, and has done since he's been at Liverpool. There, he, he, a lot of what they do um, is recovery, isn't it? He says yeah. we don't really have yeah. much time to train; it's recovering. So he's always had a bit yeah. of a being his bonnet about the, about the, the fixture list, and fairly right, rightly so. Well, funnily enough, I, I was having a little look at winter breaks the other day, and how, how Dortmund responded to them when Klopp was there. And the, in the two seasons that they won the title, they come out after the winter break like a house on fire. Yeah. They won, and they won. In the, in the second title win, they won seven consecutive games after the winter break and went unbeaten until the end of the season. I think they only drew like another two games. And in, in his first season, they'd um, 
they'd lost just before the winter break, come back out and then won some, like six of seven and again like went on to win the title. So this could be quite key, you know, yeah. taking them away, giving them a break. Um, I think it is key. Coming back out, it, mm. it could be key. And, and oh yeah, it hurts to see other teams competing in domestic trophies. And it, it might hurt to see City or whoever lift, an, lift another league or FA Cup whilst Liverpool's sort of wait for a trophy goes on. But then if they win the league, none of us will be sitting here talking about the FA Cup or Carabao Cup, will we? And also having another, having a, a, a decent strong side for, for progression into the Champions League as well. So it just fits, ticks all the boxes for yeah, that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The one thing that, does, that, that did worry me before before the game against Palace was the how thinly spread we were starting to get as a squad, and mm. it begs the question: what the, what happened with Klein? Because you know he's gone to Bournemouth. He hasn't. It, it's a loan spell, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But to to let him go there and then have that kind of happen to Trent and not be able to take him back in, it could have it could have been a bit of potential banana skin, that couldn't it, Paul? Yeah, uh, but Klopp's always been. Um I mean, he, he very rarely says you're not going because um, we're putting the club first. If a player kind of wants to leave, mm-hmm. um, as long as it's not you know ludicrous, then he's, he's inclined to let them go. We look at Daniel Sturridge in, in January last season. Yeah, beautiful. Like beautiful yeah. pun that. <laughs> pun <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Sturridge left last season when a lot of people were scratching their heads thinking mm-hmm. Liverpool have only got Dom Solanke and Danny Ings on the bench now as a reserve and Liverpool could have you know, they were screaming out for Daniel Sturridge in the Champions League final, weren't they? When Mohamed Salah went off, they had to bring on Adam Lallana. And um, even like Ragnar Klavan, he, he let him go in the summer because he, he wasn't looking like he was going to get much of a, of a look in, but Liverpool could have done with him the last three weeks or so, couldn't he? Um, but Klopp's always been... He's always kind of... It, it's not so much 70-30 in the club's favour. It's, it, it's always... He tries his balance it as much as he can and if the player feels like he wants to leave on, on a loan spell to get a few more games, then he, he will always look at it. Um, it's just unfortunate that Liverpool's space of injuries have come in in that position and virtually immediately his client's gone. Uh, so Trent's got injured, Fabinho can't play there and he's picked up a knock and Milner's suspended. Um, but that, you know, sometimes you don't get the rub of the game with certain things there, but um, I, I don't think Liverpool will miss Nathaniel Klein too much. No, it's just a bit of cover. Do you think that it also says something about the confidence he has in the youth players as well and the people coming through the squads? Yeah. That he can let players like Klein go because he feels like he's got the cover there? Yeah, well, he, he threw them in, didn't he, in the, in the thick of the action against Wolves. And, OK, it wasn't the, the result that anyone would have wanted, but I thought all three of them, Curtis Jones, Camacho and Kiana Hoover, all quitted themselves really well, um, especially Hoover, who, who looks a special talent at 16. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's never been shy of throwing them in, as he? Look, look at Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's played... 50-odd games at Liverpool, he's only just turned 20. Trent's debut, Premier League debut, was at United, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that absolutely. shows you what, 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 Klopp, he thought of him. what yeah. Klopp thinks of young players when he, when, he, when he thinks they're good enough. It shows you the confidence he yeah. must instil in them as yeah. well, doesn't it? Exactly. As, 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 as a, he's a brilliant man-to-man manager in, yeah. that, in, in that regard. Um, I was just going to say something, and I've completely lost my thread. Uh, oh, that, that begs the question then when you're talking about players. Is the, obviously the debate's been going on about the the recent form of Harry Wilson. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think end of the season he's gonna bring him in back in and say you're a part of it, or do you think he generally does? Because I tell you what, the kid's a player. He opened in a can of worms. Me and Joe are kind of in agreement over this, and we we don't actually think he's gonna be. Um, He's going to make the grade, do we? Um, you see, you see the goals. He scored twelve goals for Derby, and he scored a few for Wales. And every time you see him score, it's always on Twitter. And it's like, what a hit that was! You know, incredible strike. And he's certainly a talent. But where Liverpool are at the moment, they're trying to become the best team in the world, aren't they? They've got ambitions of winning the Premier League and the Champions League. And to play in, in this squad, you've got to be 
you know, a world-class talent. And I'm not sure how much uh, game time Harry Wilson would get if he come back to Liverpool. Um, I, I could see him maybe pitching up at, at Leicester or somewhere in, in the summer for, for a fairly decent fee. Yeah, I, I think people, we had this debate the other day and got quite a bit of stick for it, but I think people think we're being mean-spirited, but we're not. It's just that, like Paul says, Liverpool aren't trying to be top four anymore. They're trying to be the absolute best, not just in the league, in Europe, in the world. And and I hope Harry Wilson can be part of that and I hope that he, he is as good as, as people make out. But I just think being one of the best players in the Championship is a big difference to being one of the best players in the Premier League and yeah Mark and always, the only caveat to that would be that he's done it in, he's done it in, uh, against Southampton as well he's done it against Premiership clubs yeah. playing for Derby yeah, he, um, he scored a worldie against the gay in, in, in uh, United yeah. uh, well, and it's not just about it's not just about his uh, and I have seen the compilation of some of his goals they're, they're extraordinary not yeah. just good they're extraordinary yeah. I've also seen the compilation of some of his midfield play as well and it's fantastic Um and I wonder whether, when you look in, in our midfield, whether or not he's any he's any worse than some of the ones we've got in 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 in, in the. Uh, I know he's yet to prove yeah. himself as a young kid, but I'd be a little bit. I'd feel a little bit shortchanged as a red if he, if we offloaded him to, to a Leicester order to a. He'll, he'll uh, get a, a chance, and he'll, he'll he'll come in in pre-season, and they'll definitely give him a shot. But I just wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those deals where suddenly out of the blue they're announcing he's, he's off to a Leicester or, or whoever yeah. and, and people say why and then halfway through next season you realise sort of well no. he's a good player but you know I don't know Liverpool are going to be after the, the you know just off the top of my head a team awareness of this world not and, and that's just a level above isn't it it's, it's an international star who has played in the Champions League and, and look I hope I'm wrong I hope Harry Wilson comes in it would say Liverpool have a lot of money but I just bit cynical when I see players in the championship and I, I, I just wonder whether there's a reason yeah, why he's there yeah. right now and, and not and not competing he's 22 isn't he he's not, not a young lad yeah. uh, what I'd like to see Liverpool kind of implement a, a policy of only loaning players to Premier League clubs because loaning players to the championship and you see the likes of Ovi Ajari up at Rangers and Ryan Kent you're only going to really going to get a feel for how good these players are if they're playing in the top level of English football um, loan them to, to somewhere further down the league who were looking to, to kind of get a decent Premier League player on loan and see how they get on there because otherwise it's a bit of a futile exercise for the club uh, obviously the players get minutes and they get a chance to show what they can do but yeah. um, uh, Wilson's the, the perfect example isn't he he's turning up at Derby but it's, it's in the Championship it's still question marks remain when he comes back to the, to the, the big time That's mm. difficult though isn't it I think Liverpool have been burnt before when they've loaned someone out to like a lower Premier League club and then they just don't play them because they're, they're, they're clinging on to the league or whatever. So I, I think I can understand why they, they perhaps loan to an upper championship team to try and get him game time, confidence, whatever. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, look, I hope I'm wrong and I hope that Harry Wilson does come back. But um, I, ju- I just think that people get a bit excited because they see a few goals on, on Twitter and whatnot. Yeah. And I think... Um, I think he's a, he's a good player, but I think Liverpool are just a level above. And I think you've got to be that, that good to play for Liverpool. Whether he's there, we'll have to Yeah, like see. I've always said, you can make Titus Bramble look good on YouTube, can't you? <laughs> you can, you can. Um, talking of, of uh, not of Titus Bramble, but of our midfield anyway, the debate about Naby Keita goes on, doesn't it? Because another uninspiring kind of performance, but then you wonder whether or not he needs a run. 
to establish what he's doing because it, because it, it's it's a bit of a mixture, isn't it? He'll do some great things. He moves the ball forwards. I mean, he was he was he, he was um, instrumental in the, in 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 Manny's goals. Yeah, I think yeah. he was instrumental. But he pushed the no, ball forward. Who's, to, who's got, it was the opening. Uh, goal. No, it was Firmino's. It was Firmino's. Yeah, sorry, he, he pushed yeah, the yeah, ball. He got, the yeah. he got the assist on the Firmino goal, and and he clearly has the qualities. But you, it's just a stop start kind of performance, isn't it? It is, and we've, we've spoken about him before, and it's kind of how much longer do you leave it before you start worrying about whether he's suited. Uh, a mate of mine made a good point and I'd, I'd, I'd love to just claim it as my own but I'd have to give him credit on this one. He said, I think he thought Klopp would have preferred to have given him an adjustment time the way Fabinho did and the way Andy Robertson did and um, but the clamour for him to start was so great because they'd bought him 12 months earlier and everyone was thinking he was the second coming so Klopp kind of forced his hand a bit and threw him in straight away and if he would have given them the Fabinho treatments, would we be looking at a player who's, who's thriving at the moment in the same way Fabinho is? Um, I thought, thought that was an interesting point. But yeah, it's... I mean, he was, he was a bit out of position on, on yeah. Saturday. But he plays he, him on the right, doesn't he? And he's a sense, yeah. he's a sense, he's a sense of uh, midfield player, isn't he? And it, it is a bit frustrating yeah. for him. And he is still, still yeah. doing good stuff, Joe. It's just yeah. over the 90 minutes, it's a bit for... That's it. It. There's, there's flashes there, isn't there? It's a difficult one, because the more... <laughs> the more I see of him, the more I want to see of him, and I, I want him to come through. And there's been one or two performances this season, I think in Burnley away when he played centre mid, and he, and he did look a player. And uh, I, do, I do think there's something in there. I don't, I'm certainly not ready to write him off, but you just want him to show a bit more, don't you? Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't hide, come and get into the game, get involved, demand the ball. I mean, that might just be a confidence thing, like you say, Paul. It might, might be, be that he needs a run. Yeah. He needs to establish himself in that position or a position off it. Perhaps so, something like a goal would just would just turn it for him. Yeah, you know, like a shot to go in, and then suddenly he wants to have another shot and he wants to get on the ball. A bit Interestingly, more. when he first started playing for us, it was every time he got the ball, he was wanting to shoot money, yeah. and he hasn't done that lately. He hasn't has done he? That it's almost all. as though he's sort of retreating inside his shell a little bit, and we need to get him out there again. Yeah, yeah. but Klopp's midfield is all geared towards getting the best out the front three, though, isn't it? So it's. They get it and move it on quickly, and they very rarely dribble with it or carry it over long distances. And Cater, whenever I've seen him at his best, he's he's dribbling, isn't he? Yeah. He's going from the he's going yeah. from the centre of the pitch, isn't he? Right through to either a shot yeah. on goal or lining exactly. off the box. He caused chaos against Burnley doing that, and I just want to see him do that a bit yeah. more. And I think it just involves being demanding the ball, picking it up, and driving. It's confidence, isn't yeah, it? I confidence. think he needs that confidence mm. of of just saying, "I'm going to get hold of the ball. I'm going to do what I want to do it at this moment," rather than. You know, yeah. he, he was confident enough to take the number eight, wasn't he? Back in the summer, yeah. he said that that's my number. So, unless he didn't quite realise the importance of it, for, for obviously being Stephen Gerrard's number, but that showed a bit of, you know, I, I'm the man. And then it kind of just hasn't followed that up at the moment. But yeah, yeah. as Joe says, maybe he just needs a little little goal to go going for him. You know, then then we might see a player transformed. It's been stop start, yeah. And we've had there's been there's been a lot of news recently about. Midfield players. I mean, Coutinho's dream move to Barcelona hasn't turned to a nightmare by by any stretch of the imagination. But he's not he's not a, a, a surefire starter, is he? In that side anymore. Weird talk last week about Manchester United looking at him. I mean, it'd be like seeing your ex girlfriend with no. with like a mate or something. No, not with a mate, but someone you hate. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, you're mortal enemy. Yeah, I mean, Klopp's ruled out any kind of buying him back. Now you can imagine it for 142 million pounds. They're not going to want less than 100 million back, and you're not going to get a deal with them, are you? Let's be honest with you. I can't see them selling him, but if, if Man United were about to buy him, I want Liverpool to buy him just to stop them yeah, having him because yeah. I, I do think he's an exceptional player. No, isn't he? But, but Liverpool are, I'd argue, they're a better team without him, and, and that's the difficult thing is that um, 
we saw how good he was at Liverpool. But there were times when Liverpool just used to pass the team. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a conduit shot. one. He was yeah. definitely, he definitely commanded the system of play, didn't yeah. he? Because of the way he got the ball, and and there's a lot to be said for the fact yeah. that him out of the equation has made them play a lot. You yeah. know, have more alternatives, but you'd still yeah. want him in. This. The things he can do, the things he. Well, I, still, I still love him. I, I them moments where we're not quite connecting with the front three, yeah. which we've done quite a few times this season, he would be the ultimate one. He to yeah. just. Yeah, he, he was a great player. I love watching him for Liverpool for for five years. And what a deal they got! Actually, signed for eight million and sold for one hundred and forty. Yeah. I mean, extraordinary. I mean, you know, you can you can argue that it was the well, it was the Van Dijk and, and the Allison effect. I think come yeah. after yeah. that, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that, finally we had owners who'd gone. Well, actually, we made a massive profit on him, so yeah. let's go for these two. Yeah. And look at it. How many how many times as fans have we said over the last God knows how many years? You need to buy players of supreme quality yeah. if you were going to attack the league. We didn't do it. We'd buy. Three players at twenty million pound each, or you know, two players at twenty five million each, instead of the one, instead of the Van Dyke, and what you know, superlatives. You can't, you, you've run out of him, haven't you? No. He, he is an extraordinary, an extraordinary talent, and Alison Becker behind him, who are both constantly talking throughout the game, and that's yeah. such a key, isn't it? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Sometimes people brush it off as, oh, you know, teams have bought the league because they've spent X amount of money. And it's not as simple as that, is it? You know, Liverpool have, have spent years squandering, frittering money away on players who just weren't good enough and never quite fit the bill. But Liverpool needed a goalkeeper. They went and got one of the best in Europe and they play, paid the money for it. Liverpool needed a centre-back. They've gone and got one of the best in Europe, paid the money for it. But look at the, the rewards it's given them at the moment, mm. so... I mean, you make that sound very matter-of-fact. We waited a long time yeah. for them yeah. to be convinced yeah. about getting in place because I remember coming out of the... Well, I'm years before this, but certainly coming out of the uh, uh, the Basel, uh, the game uh, against... Um, Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah. When, when I walked out and went, how much longer can we put, yeah. him, put up with that goalkeeper and that left-back? And, you know, the centre-back, we need that. And we've been saying it for years, but finally they got the message, Joe. Don't, don't forget, they were two brave deals as well. Like, I, I think with Van Dijk especially, there were other clubs there that would have gone out and gone, oh, we'll go and spend the money on another centre-half. And, and Klopp sort of took a lot of criticism that first yeah. half of the year. You know, a, a lot of people at the club took a lot of criticism. Michael Edwards took a lot of criticism. But they waited and they waited. And if Van Dijk, imagine if Van Dijk had come in and not been that good. People would have gone absolutely berserk. Yeah. You waited that long and you, you paid that much. But but they didn't. They knew they knew what they wanted. They paid the money. They got him and he's been an absolute revelation. And, and the same for the goalkeeper, really. Because, again, you know, I, you look at Alisson's career. He only had really the, the one season at yeah. Roma when he was absolutely top class. And there were other goalkeepers, and there was a lot of talk about Liverpool by someone else. And, oh, Black, and you know, oh, Black, like yeah. And and they they knew what they wanted. They they thought Allison suited Liverpool, and they were right. And they again they paid a fee, which I remember at the time a lot of people laughed. A lot of people, a lot of fans of other clubs, and criticised and said sixty five million for him. Uh, you know, Sam Carroll sat there and laughed, didn't he? But. They, they, I think sometimes Sam just sits there and laughs anyway, yeah, doesn't he? I've seen yeah. him rocking in his chair a few times. Yeah, yeah. He's happy, just give him a stick. He's yeah. fine. But yeah. that comes down to recruitment again, doesn't it? It shows that it isn't just a like who's who's knocking about it's you know, there's there's so much detail that goes into these yeah. Yeah. into these. It's transfers. about like you say, it's about fitting the club, isn't yeah. it, as yeah. well? I think when they go over and they speak to these people, I think they see something in them that they know they can manage and they know they can mm. work with and if they don't and if they find someone who yeah. Maybe doesn't fit that profile. Then the I don't think that's always been there with Liverpool. Do you think some transfers that they've they've uh, pulled off over the years and looking at them now, it's just 
it's bizarre to think that Christian Benteke showed up at Liverpool for yeah. 33 million or Stuart mm. Downing for it was 20. It muddled, wasn't it? Yeah, there, there, there was no real Well, there was lots of them, wasn't there? You know, I mean, Lesser Markovic, we still can't get rid of. I mean, yeah. he was 20-odd million quid yeah, worth yeah, of absolutely yeah. nothing money. There was a few of them, wasn't there? Let's be honest with yeah. you. And yeah. This was my point. It was, you know, going back to the going back to the, to the days of Julier, who used to bring in these... You know, second division French players and Anthony Latalic and people like that and Cinema Pongol. Although you know, Pongol made us yeah, yeah. contributed to the to the Champions League yeah. victory. But you know, you and 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 it started that sort of breed of city. Who's this fella? Well, he's sixteen million quid. Well, and what? Yeah. You know, and who's this guy? And who's that? and even to the fact that we did it with. You know, Suarez only cost us 22, I think, and we sold him for 70-odd, yeah, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And that still didn't kick us into... That was a few years ago, and that, that still didn't kick us into that thing of, you know, look, there's the proof. You buy a worldie at a decent price, you will always make money on them, and, and it, it's not so recently, really, isn't it? I think possibly the Coutinho deal made them realise that, you know, there's yeah. a lot of money to be made, and there's a lot of quality to be got. Definitely. Um, you, you've got to pay the top. Top money, haven't you? And perhaps as well, Liverpool weren't in a position where they could pay that money. But now they've got themselves, they've got their house in order. Scouting seems to agree with Klopp, doesn't it? You know, Michael Edwards seems to work really well with Klopp. Yeah. Um, they've got a manager who agrees with the system, and and they've also they're so stable now, aren't they? There's there's reports this this week that they're going to announce like a hundred million pound profit, and people. People might say what they want about it, but that shows that the club is in a, in the right place. Well, know? I think I, I think the up, the upturn has been yeah. incredible. We are now we are now. I think it's safe to say, and as Reds and as fans, we've always believed it anyway because yeah. it's our team. But I think it's one of these things now where it's beco- it's becoming globally accepted that yeah. Liverpool are a massive, yeah. massive global force in football again. Exactly. They act like a big club now. They act you like know, a big the, club. The, the stadium feels like a big club stadium. The the way they go about things, you know. Even sometimes, in, from a cynical point of view, there's some of the sponsorship deals and stuff that, you know, you you might not be comfortable with seeing players on certain adverts or with plast- <laughs> sponsors plasters. All Although my skin, oh, I tell you, is smooth now. Yeah, now that yeah. now that I've been using the Nivea, the Nivea, yeah. it's incredible, you know. And I owe that all to Flamingo. looking really I, good. I, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but it's true, though, isn't it? You know, you see those. These I owe it all to Martin Scale. Yeah. yeah, you see these adverts, and it's a little bit cringe. But at the yeah. same time, it's what big clubs do. It's what United did for mm. years and years, and and we laughed at them, but they raked in the money, and then eventually the trophies as well. So. And what they do is they top their leagues, and, and I think that's yeah. that's that's more importantly key to what's going on. There's, there was that lovely bit of footage in, in Spanish television that was that was doing the rounds of the, the Spanish reporter talking about just before the Champions League draw talking about how none of the Spanish clubs wanted to go anywhere near Liverpool and it just yeah. you're watching it and you, yeah. it's just making your heart sore mm-hmm. because yeah. you want to hear that your club is striking fear all over the world and, and this guy was just saying uh, Real and Barca all the big clubs do not want to face Liverpool and it's, you just think that's where he's put us back that's where we are now we're back on yeah. that pedestal of, of of being feared by other clubs. Yeah, and the next uh, step to kind of really cement that is, is to win the Is to win league. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But on, on the right track, talking of yeah, signings, yeah. new or old, whatever, um, not too far off of the Ox coming back and, and that could be... Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain. It was put, Oxlade it was put, it was Neil, wasn't it? Didn't like Ox. No, it's it was you that doesn't like the Ox. Don't like the Ox. It's just just very Arsenal, it. isn't it? It's just the Ox. You know, they, yeah. they it's just, that, it's no. t- life's too short to say his whole name. I think Oxlade Chamberlain. I, I say Trent instead of yeah, Tennis Trent I, I do, Derby yeah. Alexander Armstrong <laughs> the third. And I, well, I say Trent, but just say Alex then. Okay, Alex. There you go. There you go. Alex is back. Didn't he used to play for Chelsea, though. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Yeah, yeah. But 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 on the verge of coming back, he started light training with the, with the yeah, team, and yeah. and stuff. Uh, oh. It'd be a great acquisition to have back in, wouldn't he? Can't wait to see him back. Because, not just because I, th- I think he is an exceptional player. I was pleased when Liverpool signed him. I think he, he, he 
he fits the, the the system so well. But but he seems like a really good guy to have around the squad. Yeah. The players seem to like him. He's, he, you can sort of see when they interact with each other. So yeah, I, th- I think it's great. Um, and I think the midfield, perhaps because Kater hasn't quite been performing like the way we hoped, has been missing a player like that. So I mean, imagine having him come back even if he can play the last five games, Liverpool might need the, to get over the line and, and he might come back well, and score a couple of goals. I mean, it could be, be fantastic timing, couldn't it, for oh, It'd be great, wouldn't it, to see him come back and score a couple of crucial goals and be a big part of Liverpool win the league. Yeah. yeah. Oh, be dream, dreams, wouldn't it? I mean, I think I said, was it last week, um, Oxley chamberlain was probably in the form of his career. Yeah, before, definitely. Before well, he'd been unleashed, yeah. hadn't he? He'd been, yeah. The chains were off him and he'd been yeah. allowed to play he what he wanted to do. He was finally playing in the central midfield position that he'd always wanted to play at Arsenal and he never got to because he was on the wing or he was right back, right wing back, wherever it was. And it was great to see him playing there week in, week out and, and you know making a real contribution. And then when he got injured against Roman, it was just such a... Such a cruel blow. So the season was over there and then, wasn't it? Ironically, and, he got injured out of position trying to fight for the ball yeah, back, which is what he'd been doing yeah, so well. And, wasn't and, he? and, touch wasn't it? Um, and then obviously the news come out in the summer on the same day Liverpool signed Allison. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a coincidence that um, he was going to miss the, the whole of this season as yeah. well. And it's, it's such a shame because players' careers are so, so much shorter than, yeah. than anyone else's, aren't they? So you, it's so hard when they miss 18 months of it because... You know, and also long term, yeah. a, a, a long term injury, well, t- takes a long time to psychologically get over, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? As well, yeah, so you're gonna, you, he's gonna want to. I mean, the first few times he gets into a challenge, he's gonna be yeah. terrified. But you want to get him back in in the mix as soon as possible, don't you? Because he can he contribute so much. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he's gonna come straight back in and be at the level he was no. at twelve months ago. But what he will provide is a bit of energy and dynamism in the final third and. He can have a shot, can't he? He was scoring goals, wasn't he, for Liverpool before his injury? So uh, he was actually doing back. the job that we were mentioning with Kater doing, wasn't he? Which he was, was to yeah. run forwards yeah. and striking from outside the box mm. and, and 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 really contributing to it. It'd be nice to see him maybe come on the last five or ten minutes against uh, you know if we're if we're yeah. winning and it's yeah. just to get him get his get him used to the to, to the, the, the the kind of fever pitch of it all, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and what a reception he'll get when he, he does finally yeah. come back around field, yeah. It's, it, it's going to be, it's going to take him a long time, isn't it? Let's let's knock it carried away. But yeah, I, I think it would be nice for him to be a part of. Hopefully, let's you know again. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but if Liverpool are on the verge of winning the league, it'd be nice for him to be part of it. He deserves to be part of it. Um, having that have to miss out in the Champions League final last season, so yeah. the World Cup, yeah, the World Cup. So yeah, he missed out on that. It will give him a big boost, and it, it might not be till next season. By the time we see him, probably. I back. feel sorry for him lying there. Talking, watching the telly with the bear dad, a little mix. You know, you've got to feel it's, sorry it's for the tough, kid on you. It's, it's tough, it's tough at the top. Um, <laughs> talking of being at the top, some, 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 some very um, f- interesting comments coming out of Barca camp, uh, Ghosty, about um, Luis Suarez and is the fact that he said that, you know, once you, play, it's a lovely comment for yeah, him to make, yeah. you know, once you play for the club like Liverpool, a lot of footballers say about clubs, but. I, I, as a as a red listener to that, there's, we always have that feeling that there's a connection between players. In the same way as that, whenever next player, for, even if they're playing for a different team now, mm. they generally get a good reception. Yeah, where there's a lot of clubs don't debut play, ex players, but we've always sort of had that kind of link with players. And he's basically said, you know, you you never you never not a Liverpool yeah. person once you play for them. Yeah, and in a weird, ambiguous comment about I play for a different club at the moment, but you know, who wouldn't want to play under Klopp? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's I know it's I know it's ridiculous, but it still made me go, oh, hello. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it before, actually, me and Joe, and it was, it was that, that line about once you're connected with Liverpool, then you're in for a lifetime. It was a, gr- a great one because it's something that every kind of 
big figure that Liverpool will will say, mm. and it's it's not just lip service either. They, they mean it, and you know supporters will. I remember Ray Howell saying yeah. very, very, very similar things to me. Once you walked in that club, he said, I played for teams after Liverpool, but there was only ever Liverpool. And, mm-hmm. he, and he, God, it puts a lump in your throat as a fan to hear those players saying that it's such a special place yeah. that there's only ever one club. Well, it's just a testament to, to the size of the club and, and what it means to so many people. The players leave and they could play for half a dozen clubs, but the Liverpool fans, when they retire... Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many, like Patrick Berger's one, he, he, he'd call himself a Liverpool fan. Luis Garcia, he, he's, uh, well, he'd, he'd probably be Barcelona as well, but he's certainly still a Liverpool fan. And Look at Gary McAllister, playing yeah, for Liverpool yeah. for, what, two seasons or something, two and a half seasons, and um, came at the end, right at the end of his career. Mm. But if you think Gary McAllister, you think Liverpool, don't you? Of course yeah. you do. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. How it yeah. become synonymous with that club. And, and, and just, but just lovely comments, but a really ambiguous kind of... Interesting. Do you think he was leaving the door ajar there? It was an interesting comment to make. I mean, whether I don't even know whether Klopp would want to sign, but imagine that team at Luis Garcia uh, with, with sorry with Luis Suarez in it. I'd have if Luis Suarez was fifty three, having retired for uh, fifteen years and wants to come back for half a season at Liverpool. Just I'd imagine have him back that, that team we've got now. He's, he's, imagine that plus Luis Suarez. I mean, it would just be ridiculous. He'll take two yeah. defenders with him wherever he goes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's his birthday today as well, isn't it? Yeah, thirty two yeah, today. Yeah. Um, Keep drinking that tea, baby, and come back. Yeah, yeah the Uruguayans, the Maytay stuff. I mean, how many more years has he, has he got left in him? Probably four, four or five. He's that type of player, isn't he? He's, never, he's probably played a lot of football because he's never, very he's never wanted games, to miss a game. Very yeah. rarely injured, though, is he? He's very rarely. Was it, it Gerard or Carrier saying that like he'd be black and blue in you know, his legs yeah. have been kicked yeah. to death and, and he'd still be like, no, I'm playing. Missed more uh, games through suspension at the field than he did yeah, through injury, yeah. which is... Yeah. Through getting peckish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what a player, what a yeah. player. And, and like, I, I, Gorsi and I had a little bit of a debate about it before, but I, I, I definitely think he'd fit in. I just think I just think he'd take Liverpool to another level, even if it was just for six months a year, because he, he is 32, but what a player he was. And one of his strengths I always found about, about Suarez was not even just his ability, which was extraordinary. And, I, and I, as controversial as this seems with some people, I've, I, I've said, I've been watching Liverpool since I can remember watching anything, you know what I mean, as a kid, right the way up and... And and yet Dalglish is is you know a god, but Luis Suarez is the greatest player I've ever seen in a red shirt. Yeah. And and I've had people go, what what about? But I'm talking about just purely I'm talking ability. about the impact, yeah. his ability and his impact. And I've never seen a player individually change a football game like he could. Literally pick it up by the scruff of its neck and go, come on. And and he did the same thing when he went to Barca. Barca were languishing. And he just got them all going again. He has this incredible infectious, yeah. uh, infectious spirit and and effort, and and it just lifts everybody up. And you know, I've, I watched them at football matches, and I just shook my head. I shook my head because I couldn't comprehend the two Norwich games oh, that's, alone. That's what I loved about him, though, because all the stuff he could do, ability wise. He, he, remember he, he scored was, that header I can't uh, remember against but it was from the edge of the box yeah. he just ran and sm- <laughs> it was like a bullet he, yeah. he, could, he could match that if not do more just just through sheer yeah. force of will I mean he'd fight for a throw in wouldn't he yeah that's he'd run 50 yards for yeah, the throw in that's what I loved about him is, is like he never wants to miss a game he always wants to be a part of it he, you know and when he's when he's at a club it's like 150% isn't it he, he piles in and I, I loved him yeah I, I just would have him back I don't think I could cope with the 
prospect of him ever coming back to our no. club. I think I'd just, I think my heart would explode. I think Cry. it would just be too. Did you take him for like a, a year when he was 35, just before he goes back to Uruguay? Yeah. I've just said yeah. it. I'd take him if he was 53. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just just for a few months, just to, just to see him limping round like a madman. He was never, he, he never relied on pace anyway, did no. he? But Still he had doesn't. It. But he just, no, but it was his guile. It was just yeah. his ability to, he, it was spidey senses, wasn't it? Yeah. He saw it at a slightly different angle than everyone else. He's like a autistic savant. He's like, he's like Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man on a pitch. He's <laughs> still, still doing the business with Barcelona as well. They're, yeah, of course they're well cleared at the top of La Liga and he scored 15 and your phone if it's, not, your phone. If it's yeah. not going off it's dropping to the ground at least yeah. you took the, the thing it's normally my phone ringing well let's talk about the reality of possible thing because no team of winners keeps coming up is that something that you think Klopp's going to go for close season maybe not sure um, James Pierce reported struggling to remember when it was it might have been under 12 months ago um, it was in Lib- July was it July yeah, yeah that Liverpool weren't, weren't interested in him because the Jurgen Klopp saw the pathway for Rian Brewster. Um, it didn't want that cluttering up with, with a big money move for Timo Werner. So that was kind of the last that we've we've heard on it, really. I, know, I, I might be wrong, and I don't want some random Twitter account just to say Liverpool Echo say this, but I, I get a feeling like we're that... Vintage Salah or yeah, Advantage yeah. Firmino or someone like that. I, yeah, I, I get the feeling we're wearing there is something in there. You know, you just, you just get that feeling every now and again when you see, like, a rumour. And I thought it was interesting when they were linked with him it was like the plan interest in Werner at the time being because they see a pathway for Brewster and it, it very much felt like a not not right now whereas Liverpool will need a striker and I mean it, again it's just one of those that makes sense doesn't it? he's German he's he's at a club who Liverpool have done business with before and he he scores a lot of goals plays in different positions he can play across the front line and he likes that utility in the player, quality. doesn't he? He yeah, likes yeah. a player that can play out of position and, play, and give other options, doesn't he? It's difficult to see how he gets in the team, but but then that's a headache you need to have, isn't it? So yeah, well, there's, there's no question that Liverpool are going to have to buy at least one striker, isn't it? Because yeah. Daniel Sturridge contracts up, no sign of a new one on yeah. the horizon. We had a little feel there, didn't we, when he scored that goal against Chelsea? We thought yeah. this could be, yeah. and we all wanted it. We yeah, all we, do. Yeah. we still don't wish him anything, but it just feels like I think certainly against Wolves, he was absolutely dreadful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just a, it was just a can't be bothered performance, wasn't it? And it just made you think, well, you know what, mate, we've had, you've had, you've had more than your nine lives now. I think it's time to just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what about this uh, winger, this uh, Callum Hudson Adoy? Callum Hudson Adoy. I hope we um, get him just so I can go Adoy. Strange because he's only, I think he's made like five senior appearances and he's getting talked up as a 35 million pound yeah, winger. From, one of the biggest teams in Europe. Um, there's uh, not, not, no interest um, in the, from Liverpool at the moment. Um, so that's all speculation because yeah, it is very yeah. much being touted that Liverpool have joined the race with yeah, Bayern Munich it, together. There was a report from Bill in Germany that, that claimed that the, the representatives met last month. Um, but James checked it out and it yeah, was very yeah. much knocked down, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. i tell you what, though, as much of a... Uh, uh, he damaged us at the weekends, didn't he, at Palace? But you've got to say, he's a harder player, isn't he? You'd have him in the I mean, You'd have him all day, wouldn't you, yeah, on that yeah, wing? I mean, yeah. he gave Milner a torrid. Although I have to say, Bobby Firmino owes Milner a bevy for that <laughs> yeah. second yellow. Because yeah, yeah. he just watched it go past and then points at Milner and says, stop that for me. But to be fair, and Henderson as well, because it was his ball, wasn't it? Yeah, it was but, a poor um, ball. But, uh, but Sahar, I mean, uh, he's devastating on And he has been for a long time, hasn't he? He's devastating on that wing, isn't he? Imagine having him on the bench to come on for like a man, yeah, or vice versa. It would just, you know, like. It would scare scare teams to death. Full back who's who's knackered having chased Mane around for seventy minutes, and then he brings Zaha on. It would be 
it would take you to another level again, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's, he's top class, and I've said it loads of times now. That I think he's the best player outside of the top six in the, the Premier League. Once Mares went to Man City, and he's um, he's so good on the ball. He shields it well. He's so quick. He's got great skill, and he he draws in like three or four defenders every yeah, time he gets yeah. the ball, and, and he can beat three of them as well. You know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's 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 got the full he's the full package. Like when you do that for Crystal Palace, it's not that too much of an issue because if he passes it yeah. he's passing it to someone who's probably not not, not the greatest but if, if, he's, if he does that Liverpool and, and the space opens up for Salah or Firmino or yeah. whatever then you know unbelievable if it wasn't for the fact that he was prone to the odd dubious selfie he'd still yeah. be United now wouldn't he doing damage there but I think uh, he's at that, that Liverpool are at that level now as well aren't they where like City they could buy a player like him and he'd know he wasn't guaranteed playing every single week but he'd come just to be at Liverpool yeah. And yeah. like Mahrez went to City because they were City and he knew I won't play every single week, but yeah, he's he's, he seems very settled. The Palace, he's, he's got a young family yeah. there, and mm. it just seems the right fit. But I think he's what is he twenty five now? He's he's gonna get a crack at a big club sooner or later. It's just five, well, minute, five minutes sitting down and talking to Klopp would change yeah. that. There's talk of him. There's talk of um, is it Dortmund who are interested because of uh, because Pulisic is going? Apparently so. Yeah, that, that, that was the something I read last night. Was it? Could be. All right, guys. So next game, Leicester at home. Fanciers. Yeah, got a fancy yeah, for that, haven't you? Got to. I say the next five are all doable. Well, they're all doable because we've been doing everyone. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, certainly, uh, it's West Ham away after Leicester, isn't it? But you certainly Leicester at home, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liverpool's home form has it's been remarkable for, yeah. for two years now, hasn't it? So don't fear fear anyone. And I feel certainly not Leicester. I, I like them as a team, and I think they're probably the seventh best team in, in the Premier League. But the Bills shouldn't have too much of an issue getting past them on Wednesday. West Ham's tricky, but again. They're very up and down, aren't they, West Ham? They're very up and down. And Altovich isn't settled. He wants to go he's and, and he's yeah. not getting even taken, is he? And he's probably, apart from Felipe Anderson, I think he would, and Altovich is, 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 is a, a tough player to play against yeah. if he's yeah. not on the side. Yeah, I think Felipe Anderson's exceptional. I think um, Great he'd, give, he'd give Zaha a run for his money as the best outside the, um, the top six. But, but yeah, um, West Ham's pretty tricky. But all these games now, you need to get through the next sort of five, don't you? And then you start getting into the, um, the derby and, and, and United away. And that they're, they're they're the two biggest games for Liverpool yeah. now, aren't they? Yeah, still gonna play Chelsea and, and Tottenham at home. Yeah. Um Chelsea I think Liverpool will be fine against them. Tottenham's a big one. But the derby is is huge. It shows the United one, but the atmosphere of that derby on, on that I think it's in yeah. April, is it? That's gonna be You've just gotta hope that Liverpool players I mean you've got the likes of Milner who's won leagues as well, he's won mm. premierships. You've gotta hope that that it doesn't overrule them. That's yeah. that's that's the problem because I think the only people who can beat Liverpool really are Liverpool in the sense that mm. they go out on that pitch uh, and and they just get like they did a little bit. Let's face it, yeah. in the City game, they didn't want it as much as City. And if and if if they can go out there and want it more than the others, then it's 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 all it's all on, isn't it? It's funny with the United game. I look at that now and think, sorry, I know we're we're running. Neil likes to go to forty-five exactly. No, it's, it's not at all. I just like to, I just like to be around that. <laughs> I'll sit here all day, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, I look at the United game and think, if Mourinho was still there, I'd probably be more worried about that. Yeah. But I think with Solskjaer, don't get me wrong, they'll be up for it. The crowd will be up for it. And they'll want to beat Liverpool and, and stop them in their tracks, but. They'll come to play football now, won't they? Whereas under Mourinho, yeah. they just sat in and made life difficult. Yeah. The only difference for me come. is that he, he, I used to love Mourinho lineups because they would very rarely involve Rashford. Yeah, and he's so damaging. And and now he's going to play all the time. Solskjaer's going to play him, and, he, and he, he, he's he's a tough, he's a class player. That kid, yeah, yeah. he can damage you, can't he? Well, he he put the pills to the sword. Yeah, he did. He showed sense. He showed sense. Clean pair of heels on, uh, two, twice, didn't he? But then I just think now with this Liverpool team, but yeah, come come and have a little go at us and. Yeah, that's, that's but Tyson's the back and better yeah. in the front, so yeah. Yeah. 
you yeah, know, exactly. Uh, let's just quickly talk about Blood Red then, mate. Blood Red oh, Live, yeah. Yeah. our yeah. second one. Feb 13th. Um, tickets are almost gone, so if you want a ticket, you better move quickly. Cause, um, almost a perfect Valentine's Day present, wasn't it? That? Yeah. It really yeah, is. It really almost is. is yeah. Yeah. It yeah. almost is. He um, said getting ducking frying pans for my wife. <laughs> it's almost the best. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a good night. A great yeah. night last time. Nice quiz, nice bit of fun there. Some mystery guests. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, all set up now. Just there's only a few tickets left. So, um, how'd you get, get them? Go on Eventbrite and type in Blood Red, Blood Red Live. And it's a fiver. You get a free drink. It's not bad, is it? Can't go wrong there. Really can can't you? go wrong. Now, if you spend that on your, on your girlfriend for Valentine's Day, I'm sure, sure she'll be made. What, what, yeah, what, like, what more she wanted to yeah. listen to James Pierce talk about the Reds? A fiver. A Valentine's Day and birthday. Yeah. Fiver. <laughs> Jesus H. Yeah. Uh, Paul Ghost, thank you very much for taking part once You're again. Uh, another great performance. Very, very strong, I thought. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. You went all red. You went all red. You went all red. You I encourage I'll be back then if I'm allowed oh you'll be back mm. son you'll be back enjoy your bounty <laughs> uh, Joe Rimmer thanks once again always always, always, yeah. a, always a, a good contribution we're, like, we're a good solid partnership at the back I think, aren't we? I think we are yeah. I honestly think yeah. I think you're Alison yeah yeah. just because it's a girl's name and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a virgin I'm virgin <laughs> uh, so listen everybody uh, listening once again <laughs> on that on that bombshell uh, once again thanks for listening guys and girls of course and wherever you're listening from in uh, Australia uh, America we have them all over the place thank you for your support and uh, uh, onwards and upwards for the Reds we'll, uh, we'll see you again for the next uh, Poetry in Motion You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo